0: Belichick's going to become the oldest coach, supplanting Tom Coughlin, who was 65 when he beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 46. and there it is, the dynasty continues.
1: That was the sixth Super Bowl for Bill Belichick, it was announced earlier this morning that he and the Patriots are parting ways after 24 years and six titles. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, coaching news is the news today with Bill Belichick, and Robert Kraft. They're going to do a, po- a press conference at noon Eastern today. We had Nick Saban yesterday announcing that he is retiring as if that wasn't enough. Pete Carroll was also Forced out uh, as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. It has just been nonstop with these coaching legends.
2: Don't don't forget another coaching legend in Chicago, Matt Eberflus is staying.
1: <laughs> Chicago's yep.
2: like, Phew, thank God we got that out of the way on a busy day that we're keeping <laughs> Eberflus. Mm,
1: Silly tells me that wouldn't have broken through.
2: Yeah, no, no, but they're I think they're relieved that nobody's paying close attention to what's going <laughs> um, on there. Like, it, right? Yeah. yeah. Basically the ownership's like, Oh, phew. Carol's gone. Belichick's gone. No, one's going to talk about the fact that we seem to have no game plan whatsoever. But, uh, you know, <laughs> again, that would have been uh Jim Harbaugh spot. So now you put Harbaugh, Belichick, Pete Carroll. It is just an incredible, it's the most interesting, I think, coaching carousel we've seen in a while. Because usually it's just a bunch of assistants that you don't even know, like Mike McDonald from the Ravens. Yeah. Like he gets hired, you're like, oh, okay. But now you're looking at legends all over the place.
1: It is crazy. And I think it's they're they're connected, not just because Bill and Nick Saban are so connected, not only did they coach together, but obviously they've been friends going back, uh, I mean, 50 years have they been friends or something like that? I Definitely. Mean, Since the 70s. So they've been friends for so long that in so many ways they're mirror images of each other. They were having success at the same times. And the fact that they would both be, well, Saban leaving, both leaving the places where they became legends yeah. at the same time, Saban for retirement, Belichick for whatever comes next, is fitting, and you're right, because the dominoes that are going to fall from this are going to, might include both programs. You know, like, they have multiple guys. They mm. traded assistance, you know, for many years. We have multiple guys with connections to both Alabama and New England. Like, it, it is funny. I don't know if Bill O'Brien would be a candidate. I don't know about Brian Dayball, yeah. some of these dudes, but – uh, it is I fascinating. Get,
2: I don't get Dayball at all, because does he have any real – I'd have to look at his background. I feel like he's a pro guy. He's not a, like a yeah. master recruiter, is he?
1: Well, he won multiple national championships at Alabama.
2: How, yeah, but how many how many years did he actually coach there?
1: I don't have that in front of me. Yeah, either.
2: but like three. And I don't think uh, – Bill O'Brien was head coach of Penn State for at least four years. So, <laughs> honestly, like Dayball doesn't seem to me like the master college football – uh, recruiter like he does not he's not an heir apparent to Saban style wise feels a little gruff feels like a real football coach his football coach to be a college football coach you need to be closer to Saban a politician and I don't see Dable so I don't see that as the one maybe Bill O'Brien
1: so right now uh you know to be honest the the Bill O'Brien odds pretty low 80 to 1 according to betonline.ag Oof. it's Dan Lanning Dabo Sweeney and Lane Kiffin, who occupy the top three spots, Deion Sanders and Kalen DeBoer, both tied at six to one odds. That's that's uh fourth. So, you know, it's interesting to me about Sabin, the ultimate control guy. Right. And the ultimate, um, you know, he is the program. He's setting the standard. Belichick is this way, too. But let's talk about Sabin for a second. Setting the standard of his program Navigating through ever changing waters in college football, uh, being the face of the program, becoming the face of college football in general, it feels strange to me that he would have no say over who his successor would be. You know, it does feel a little odd that, you know, he would say, All right, that's it. I'm done with Alabama after 17 years and the most successful run that any coach has had at a school. And. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. Like, goodbye and good luck. That does seem a little odd, no?
2: Yeah, but as Monty Burke, the author of the book Saban, pointed out uh, last hour, a lot of the guys, his guys have gone, and they're so transitory. It's not like he has these guys who've been with him forever. Remember when uh, Dean Smith retired and Bill Guthridge took over in the short term? I don't know who he goes to. It's not going to be Tommy Reese just got there.
1: No, it's not going to be Reese, and I know his defensive coordinator just retired. Yeah, so who would it be? Well... It's not Lane? that but I'm just thinking like behind the scenes, right? Don't if, if Alabama is right in this and our athletic director said they're gonna have a new head coach in seventy two hours, you don't start your search today and have a coach in seventy two hours for this kind of decision. This had to have been made whether the coach is currently at another school or not. This had to have been made in advance. Like it yeah. doesn't start you don't get on the get on the horn last night and say, Hey, Dan Lanning, uh, can I make an offer you can't refuse? Like, come on.
2: Yeah, no, it is weird. I, I like go look at the trees, too. Like, look at the former coaches. Steve Sharkeesian would be great there. I think Lane Kiffin would be effective there. Dan Lanning, what, one year is a quality system. But, and Kirby and Dabo and Jimbo. But they're all, it's amazing, they're all in good position. Now, the Patriots guys, ironically, are all loose. Like, he keep, Bill Belichick has a million choices of former coaches. McDaniel's is out there. Vrabel's out there.
1: Yeah, but none of them. Well, Brian besides Vrabel, none there. of them have had a lot of yeah. success.
2: Flores is out there. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys. The entire tree. You're right. Whereas the Alabama guys have had a lot of success. They're Kirby all Smart. In good job. Yeah. 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 So it, I don't think Nick. I I believe that Nick Saban just doesn't care. I think he's ready to move on. I because you're right. What's he going to say? Is he going to call Dan Lanning and say, Hey. I'm leaving. Would you do this? Do you think he made that call and you think it was effective?
1: I don't know. It just, you know, I, I think you become so synonymous with a place. And it listen, let's talk about it. It's different what's going on right now with Belichick and P. Carroll. I don't think Belichick wanted to leave the Patriots. It was a four and thirteen yeah. season. Maybe he realizes it could yeah, be I time agree. to go, but he talked four days ago about how he still wants to coach the team. He's being forced to move on. Pete Carroll's being forced to move on. This is saving on his own terms. And I think he's had to have known about it for a while because I think somebody as pragmatic as Nick Saban wouldn't make a big decision like this in the moment. He doesn't strike me as someone who wakes up one day and is like, you know what, screw it, been a good 17 years, I think I'm just going to call it quits. I'm sure he's been thinking about this for quite some time. He never had a thought on who his successor should be. Like, if you love mm. Alabama like you claim to love them, I think you want what's best and you want to have a say in who's next.
2: Okay, but is Nick Saban, Alabama, what Coach K was a Duke? No, I mean, Coach K was at Duke for 45 years or something. Saban had success in other places. I think... I don't,
1: I don't think know 17 years and six titles makes uh, you care?
2: Saban is not Alabama like Coach K is Duke or Jim Boeheim is Syracuse or Dean Smith was North Carolina. I think it's a little bit of a different case. 17, yeah, I mean... um,
1: it's a lot, Perloff. Like, it's, it's a,
2: a lot, lot, but he's not synonymous with Alabama football. Like, I don't think he really can. Honestly, like.
1: You don't think that Nick Saban is synonymous with the Alabama football? Like, that sounds beyond crazy. Not like
2: Coach K was a Duke. It's a totally different thing. Like, Coach K built Duke out of nowhere and was there for four decades.
1: Okay, but I guess this. Okay, yeah. I, he I, wasn't I, there as long as Coach K, but like. He... Also,
2: Alabama was a. I mean, Alabama is a thing unto itself. They don't need Nick Saban to hire their successor. They're Alabama football. Okay, but That's they needed Nick
1: Saban to resurrect the program.
2: To resurrect. But listen, they won, they've won. they won a lot of different ways through the years. They've had a lot of different great coaches.
1: Okay. I mean, we can agree to disagree on that. I, I guess it but, just uh, yeah, seems if you love a place, yeah. you don't want it to fall off. You don't want you know it to take a step back.
2: Yeah, it, I, that's funny. I don't feel like Nick Saban is so invested in Alabama that he cares. Like, Coach K is Duke. Nick Saban – Alabama is not Nick Saban, right?
1: I think to a lot of people he is. Really? I, yeah. I mean, listen, it's – It's not Like that
2: A, that Curse of A and the Elephant, there's so much tradition there. It's the most famous program of all time.
1: And and because, listen, I know, like, obviously they had Bear Bryant, they had Gene Stallings, they had other people who won there. But I think for now, in the modern era, I guess, Saban is the guy.
2: I mean, certainly. I think the most iconic, Saban might be the GOAT, but the most iconic... Alabama coach is obviously Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant is in the, the jacket and the hat. That's that's Alabama, too. But I, I, I think Coach Saban, he's 72, right? Like, he has all these assistants out there. First of all, if he chooses his successor, that means he's going to offend all his other former successors. And he has a problem. Like, he can't call Sark and say, leave Arch Manning at Texas and come here. So what's he going to do? I think he honestly said, hey, whoever, whatever you guys want to do, I'll support you.
1: Yeah, I, I maybe you're right about that. DT's in the chat said Saban carried the torch. He didn't light it. 855 212 cbs eight five five two one two four two two seven. It certainly burned brightest, though, in the modern era, I guess. I, I don't know. Football is so different now than it was when Bear Bryant was coaching. I'm not trying to say just because it's yeah. new means it's better. But I do think that in some ways what he was dealing with, that to have this kind of success in this era – it just feels so much harder.
2: No, it's incredibly impressive. Did. But Nick Saban was 2006 was a Miami Dolphins coach. It's not like uh, yeah, it's not, but... he is isn't, isn't quite as synonymous with that program as some other coaches of all time. In the sense that I think he could let it go. I think he'd be like, okay, you guys figure this out.
1: Meanwhile, the so the odds, as I said before, Dan Lanning as the next head coach uh, is the three to one favorite according to BetOnline.ag. Then Dabo, then Lane, then Deion Sanders, and. I wonder, is it someone where we haven't even thought of? Like, well, you know, let's be it. honest. Dan Landing is in a good spot at Oregon.
2: Yeah. What if it's Tommy Reese? What if it's somebody? Maybe it's uh, so. Yeah. Exactly. It's someone who just got there. Oftentimes, when a legend retires, the next guy is kind of low profile. They don't always to go to another big name. Like Dion would be be uh, unusual. I think the normal thing is you go from a legend to a lesser guy and then you have a few down years, then you bring in another great guy. I, really? I don't think you usually go from A-list guy to A-list guy.
1: Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Our pal Big Dave in Kentucky. Dave. Maggie. I got it. I, t-
0: sincerely, <laughs> I sincerely apologize for calling you an idiot months ago when you said <laughs> <want> to retire. <laughs> you know, Dave,
1: I was going to let it go. I was going to let it go. I'm not someone to take victory laps on these kinds of things. You did say, mm. I, I, except for maybe on social media, uh, you did say it was like one of the rare times that you had, that that you disagreed with me. So I'm wondering now if you'll, you know, be back on Team Maggie.
0: Listen, I've never left Team Maggie. Uh, <laughs> but I will never disagree with your savant predictions again. <laughs> All right, so I'm like, when I wake up to this news, the first thing I asked myself was, you know, like I'm trying to complete this sentence. Saban's retirement is the biggest retirement since. And you know, the first thing that most people, are, the first first person, most people going to say is Coach K. But this seems like this is just so much bigger than that because I think of the magnitude of the program and the, the individual success that he is that he's had. So, uh, what what would your guys' answer be to that? Would it be K, and you would agree that it's not that this is so much
2: bigger than
0: that? Dave,
2: Coach K was way bigger. The sports falling off a cliff. Oh, come on! College football (laughs) is going to set all time ratings records next year. Dave, college football is on fire, and it's going to be like it's going to get more and more viewers. College basketball needed Coach K. I think it's a much bigger. Coach Hay was alone as famous college football basketball coaches. What does college football care if Nick Saban's there or not next year? They're going to be uh, huge anyway.
0: Maggie, help me. Um, help me yeah.
2: Dave, Cole, name a college basketball coach. Name a, a famous college basketball coach. Who jumps to mind? I mean, there's a bunch of nobodies now. First. Okay, he's on his way out too probably. I mean, at a certain point soon. That's, oh, you got his Cal Calipari.
1: No, well, but I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I'm trying to I, I don't,
0: Yeah, but I don't understand your philosophy. Well, just said saving mean, college maybe football. You're, maybe your your definition of impactful, big, huge is different in this case somewhat. Mine is, are you going to tell me college basketball never skipped a beat? You know, when, when K retired, Ooh. I mean, Shire steps in. Well, they have it. And it's not like it was dominant. When it,
2: I don't know. I, I think Duke is definitely falling off. And I think college basketball needs Duke. They're like the well, Yankees of the sport where he, Alabama, I'm not quite sure. It's the same thing.
1: So I think both guys are dealing with something similar, which is their sport around them is changing so much. Like you saw the final four last year, San Diego state, Miami. I mean, it's like all these different teams. I don't know if we're getting these dominant dynasties anymore. College basketball. Well, that's been gone for a while. And I think college football is going to be the same. So I don't think you're going to have guys who, like Coach K, five titles like Nick Saban uh, with seven and six at Alabama. I just don't think that kind of sustain. Maybe Kirby Smart's the, the last guy who could have that. And the talent is just spread so much all over the country now. College basketball, for sure. And now with college football. I'm saying, Yeah, I think biggest retirement probably since Coach K, which wasn't that long ago. Roy Williams probably right before that and yeah. we'll get Greg Popovich at some point which will be a massive retirement.
0: I don't disagree with what you're saying. But, I do. But much of what, but much of what you're saying is because that the landscape of sports in general have I mean the you know the targets moving. Yeah. It will never be the same as it was at one time but I I'm, I'm just saying we're talking about I mean this is impactful.
1: You know this Dave, is, I'm sorry. There's another one but it's not coach, it's Tom Brady.
0: Oh well, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, I mean, LeBron
2: so, will be big, and too.
1: LeBron's going to be massive too.
2: But Coach K okay, meant more California to his sport California. than any of those guys. Because maybe LeBron, but those sports are ascending. College football is ascending. Dave, do you think anyone cares? Is going to care at all coming in the next year? Is any less excitement because Nick Saban's out there? College,
0: tell me how college basketball is ascending. No, no, college, football, college, is football, college football, football is ascending. College football is ascending. College basketball is dying. Argue, I would argue the opposite. I would uh, because of the twelve-team playoff. The advent of that coming on, uh, I would I would argue the exact opposite. I think that college football moves the needle much more right now than college basketball does. I'm in the I'm in the middle of Kentucky. Yeah, no, I know
2: that's no, what I'm no, saying. You, college football is on you, fire. You does, guys
1: are on the same page on that one, David. And
2: no one's even notice Sabins not there. Next well, that's
1: year. what Paul's saying is like the sport is in such a good space that they can afford to lose a heavyweight titan like Nick Saban and and ratings are going to be as high as ever and interest will be as high as ever. Whereas Duke moving on from coach K really hurt the sport. They don't have this, this guy anymore. Ben, can you imagine if Jay Wright's listening to our show? He's got to be like, come on guys. I just retired. Uh, also list,
0: quick point. Last quick point. Yeah. McLovin to, to counter your argument about K. I, I mean, yeah, the year that they won it all was Zion and all when they won the national championship. I mean, with the greatest, what's considered the, the greatest recruiting class in the last 40 years. Remember when, they, when Coach K won it all with Zion in that class? Uh, yeah,
2: right. I, I was about to say, um, Zion, <laughs> come on. He's got yeah. one letter, dude. He's Coach K. You're saying <laughs> Jay Wright is in the same stratosphere? No, no way. Saying. Nobody even – and Greg Popovich, by the way, you guys are right. He's going to retire, and the average fan is going to say, Greg Popovich was still coaching? He is not in the picture at all anymore.
1: Interesting stuff, Dave. You gave us a lot to chew on there. Thank you so much for the phone call, and hope everything is well. I mean, we've had some bigger retirements too. I know, maybe not uh, on the level in this country of Nick Saban, but like Roger Federer, Serena. We've had some really big athlete retirements. It wasn't just Tom Brady.
2: Roger Federer is retired. I (laughs) didn't (laughs) even. It's such a. It's such a shame. Wait, did he definitely retire? He definitely. Because Nadal's holding on until he's. Yeah. I don't know what that guy's doing. Remember Coach K's last game? It was Jerry Seinfeld and Ken Jong and all this. Like it was. Don't underestimate the impact of that. And there's certainly nothing. Jay Wright and Bill Self are good coaches, but Coach K was a national event.
1: No, I get it. Is that a uh, poll question?
2: No, because the bigger I don't...
1: retirement. Coach K, Nick Saban.
2: Okay, I guess you could say that. But college football is going to be great with or without Nick Saban. College basketball has a lot of issues.
1: Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven uh okay so we're trying to fill these roles who takes over at Alabama now that Nick Saban is retiring who takes over in New England with Bill Belichick and the Patriots officially parting ways the press conference is set for later today and then in Seattle you know it's interesting who gets that Seahawks job no doubt but Pete Carroll very adamant I'm not tired I'm not worn out I'm 72, but I feel great. Listen, if Belichick's going to get another job, why wouldn't Pete Carroll get another job?
2: I think he'd have to take, someone's going to have to take the Carolina job. (laughs) Maybe it's Pete Carroll.
1: Feels like a consolation prize. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, I I don't see the Chargers. The Chargers, that's the thing. All these, uh, there's a big argument to be made for youth. Like, don't you want to find the next Pete Carroll, the next Bill Belichick? If I'm an owner, I could easily be sold. I'm going to give you 15 years of greatness. How How long can Belichick do this? How long can Pete Carroll do
1: it? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You are welcome to weigh in on all of the coaching changes here. Massive day. Glad to have you with us. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways after 24 years. We have all these memories, including that one, the comeback over the Falcons. And that was the first uh, Super Bowl that ever gone to overtime, too. A lot going on. Welcome back to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. CBS Sports Radio, we're catching you up on all the latest news, coaching wise. Which again, Belichick parting ways, according to Adam Schefter and Mike Reese, looks like Atlanta is the front runner um, to land For Belichick. Now. And our pal Carl Dukes in uh, Atlanta does a fantastic job, yeah. uh, the highest-rated sports talk show in Atlanta. Said no, <laughs> like oh no, Carl. You don't want Bill Belichick. And then on the Patriots side of things, they're saying Gerard Mayo is the in-house candidate. Yeah. Uh, but Josine Anderson saying that, you know, it's still very wide open. So
2: I'm too busy reading about, I guess Belichick has is having a love affair with Howie Roseman in the press all year. And the Eagles took on Patricia, much like uh, the guy in Vegas took on uh, Fredo in Godfather. <laughs> so the Eagles and Belichick have this flirtation. Oh, Mo, Green? Mo so- <laughs> Green took on Fredo. The Eagles took on Patricia for Belichick. I think that the <laughs> the rumors are heating up. I mean... Do
1: you remember what happened to Bo Green? Yeah. It didn't man. end well for him.
2: Uh, just like if Howie takes on Belichick, so Howie, the Eagles GM. It's interesting to me, too. The Eagles, Sirianni, is obviously on the hot seat now, which is insane to me because he's been in the playoffs three straight years. Everybody wants Vrabel. Every opening, no offense to Belichick, everybody kind of wants Harbaugh, but Vrabel. I hear Vrabel. Every fan base, Atlanta probably wants Vrabel, too. Yeah. Name a fan base, and they're like... That guy's young, and he's got a lot of Belichick qualities anyway. I'm in them. I'm like, give me that guy. I want him in there yelling at people, Listen, being a tough guy. Let's go.
1: Let's get to Andrew Bogish and his update, because there is no chance in H-E double hockey sticks that Perloff is going to hijack this Belichick story and make this about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm
3: with Carl Dukes, by the way. I don't want Belichick.
1: Okay, but no. he's not going to Philly.
3: And it doesn't matter. You're not an Eagles fan anymore. Why That's would you a Chiefs them. fan? But what everyone's
2: saying, I know Atlanta was in that tweet, but why not say the Chargers? Why not say the Eagles? Why not say the Cowboys? Like, oh, listen, th- this Belichick thing is we're at the beginning of this story.
1: No, I, I think that there are going to be other teams that are involved. Yeah, there's got to be a
3: market, right? I'm
1: not letting the city of Philadelphia hijack the Belichick Patriots right. parting ways today when,
3: when they have a head coach and they're in the
2: playoffs. I think that's a really interesting sentiment, though, from Carl. He does not want Bill Belichick. I get that. I mean, you want to build a champion. Dude's 72. You need a ready-made champion for him. You need the Chargers. Otherwise, I'm not excited Listen, about Listen, The
1: only thing that I'd be a little curious about with Belichick in Atlanta is, one, are they still going to fire the GM, or is he going to get to stay? Because he survived Arthur Smith getting fired. And is Belichick going to pick the quarterback?
3: <laughs> I've already forgot the GM's name again in Atlanta.
1: Terry? Yes.
3: Terry, F- <laughs> <fine> not. <laughs> I should know pronounce that. an O. I think I know no. the other thirty-one GMs, and I didn't know who Terry Fontenot was until he fired Arthur Smith. You actually know all thirty-two GMs? Things? I think I think so.
1: Okay, we're gonna do a quiz in the break, and I think we're so. gonna see. I, I think I can do it too. I think all three of us fill in how many general managers can you do? Well, some of them are vacant right now. Like, there's no Chargers GM right, right now. But we'll we'll do as many and as we can. If you can, can. We'll if put you on can spell the
2: Vikings GM's name right, you have to no spell the
1: name
3: right. Oh, well, you have to spell
1: the name right. It's not Jeopardy.
3: Uh, specifically, his name.
1: <laughs> I know um, I, I, it's gonna be tough. Okay, um, but
3: I see that's like half a right answer because I know I know what his name kind of is, but I know I'm gonna mess it up. I definitely can't spell it, unfortunately.
1: I'm gonna give it the. We'll do this in the break. We'll put on social media. Who can name the most NFL GMs? Me, Perloff, or Pete Bogish. Uh. No cheating, everybody. No looking it up.
3: Uh, by the Hands
1: way, off your computers right now and phones.
2: Uh, by the way, how are, you not, how are we not overlooking uh, Maggie saying H-E double hockey
3: sticks?
1: <laughs> no, now all of a sudden I'm getting demure. <laughs> Did you
3: dump that? Demure. <laughs> <laughs> Almost.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, I was, I was spelling out actual curse words two <laughs> <Right>. days ago. <laughs> <laughs> You never right. know what you're
3: going to get with me. Yes, uh, They have been connected for so long. It is fitting their job status changes at the same time. Nick Saban retiring from Alabama yesterday. Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots today. 24 years, six Super Bowl titles. But as we know, the post Tom Brady era has not gone well. Belichick apparently wants to keep coaching and at least a few teams will be interested, namely those Falcons. Meanwhile, back in Foxborough, maybe Gerard Mayo is the frontrunner to replace Belichick in Tuscaloosa, Tide AD Greg Byrne said last night we should not believe anything about their search unless it comes from him, and he will not speak again until he's announcing their choice. Honorable mention goes to Pete Carroll's 14-year run in Seattle ended last uh, ended yesterday by ownership's choice. The Seahawks said Carroll would stick around as a consultant, but it certainly seems like he wants to keep coaching. The Jaguars, as always, plus the Vikings and Bears will play next season's games in London. The Panthers will be the host team in Munich. Their opponents, the dates of those games, will come out in the spring. The NBA, meanwhile, is across the Atlantic right now. That's right, the good folks in Paris getting set for the Cavaliers and Nets, tipping off at 2 Eastern time, which I believe is an 8 p.m. tip-off in Paris. Uh the Cavs are good, I mean, the I, Nets are not.
1: No, nobody cares. <laughs> not even a little Show bit.
2: under underreported and no one's talking about it.
1: Like last hour you gave us the possible matchups yeah. for the game the NFL games in Munich and London or whatever. We've we're we're all over this when the NFL goes somewhere. NBA not so much.
3: Although I feel like the the NFL Mexico City game is under the radar and baseball played in Mexico, maybe not in Mexico City last year, and I didn't know about it. until like gave the score the next <laughs> morning. I don't think.
1: Like, why is this highlight in Spanish? Yeah,
3: I don't think the teams. <laughs> I don't think the leagues like those games are for Paris. They're not for us. Like Wait, they don't need to tell us it's happening today.
1: Here's the other part. How do you have a game in Paris and not have and Yama in the game?
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe you planned it before the draft lottery. Is Possibly. That... They should have waited. Got to be why.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ryan, wait. like,
2: Well, I mean, listen. Is Evan Fournier playing? Uh, do we got? <laughs> there are a few French players, aren't there? No, of course. <laughs> not Evan Fournier. But... Is he on
3: the Cavs? <laughs> I no, know. he's yeah. not on the Nets.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's on the Knicks anymore. I have no idea. <laughs> where Boris
3: Diaw, he's French. Onyx.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like, this is insane. It's like, oh, all right, we're going to play in France. Oh, are you having the most... Um, like, famous French basketball player of all time playing? No. No. Just the Nets and the Cavs.
3: No, just Royce O'Neill. Cool. And Karis LeVert, is he a Cavalier still? Yes. You know, they're okay. all
1: going to buy so much. I bet they'll buy crazy stuff, like Louis Vuitton, you know, Paris shopping. All right, back to you.
3: Uh, speaking of Wembenyama, he did something last night that even Chet Holmgren can't do. 16 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists in just 21 minutes. The second fastest triple-double in NBA history. Doing it a win is everything, of course. And uh, it, it matters to me, you know. I'm not the type to, to talk for nothing, you know. So it's uh, this is the kind of statement we, we want to make as a team. And this is the kind of statement I want to make as a player also. He and the Spurs getting win number six, 130-108 so in Detroit because that's loss number 35 for the Pistons. Men's number three, Kansas, came up short at UCF, 65-60. Fifth-ranked Tennessee, a seventy-seven, seventy-two loss at Mississippi State. And number nine, Oklahoma, an 80-71 loss at TCU. That makes five top ten teams losing in the last 48 hours. And somehow, we are still on this Cutter-Gauthier story in Philadelphia. If you're not up to speed, Gauthier is a big-time prospect. The fifth pick two years ago, Recently, decided he did not want to play for the Flyers. So, out of the blue, to the rest of us, they traded him to Anaheim this week, and the smear campaigns began. A Philly podcast suggesting that former Flyer Kevin Hayes told Gothia to stay away because Hayes didn't get along Ooh. with head coach John Tortorella. Is the
2: guy here? Is there?
3: Doesn't the guy here that that
2: caused Kevin Hayes a problem? Yes. You. Are you kidding me? Do you think Kevin Hayes is going to do something like that? It's
0: Any last questions? Person
2: letting the first two by him. It just it pisses me off that, that you guys throw that around and affect someone's life.
3: Uh, that's towards Last <laughs> night, a three-two shootout win over the, Canadians. For the cursing. He walks into the room and calls out Anthony San Filippo, who was the podcast host. Uh, in question, and then all that ensues. He just goes, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Present.
1: You know, I actually give the podcaster credit because when you stay stuff like that, it is good form to show up right after and kind of uh, be accountable in person.
3: But when he walks in, the head coach, and angrily asks if you're there, I probably start to leave at that point.
1: Oh, do you remember? Tortorella, I'm sure he's done this every city, but I remember, obviously, in New York where Mm -hmm. he famously feuded with pat leonard from the daily news yes stop trying to coach the team pat (laughs) it's great great all-time clip
3: i uh would go to ranger practices sometimes when he was the head coach and one time maybe the first time i went to the wrong entrance of their facility i went to the (sighs) players coaches one so i had to back up as i look back he's behind me and i'm expecting to get like shot in the head but he was just uh, very nice and move out of the way from me like wow that's i guess we're okay not at the rink not angry towards.
2: By the way, done all 32 GMs. Done.
1: Okay, I'm Perfect. not done because I was trying to also listen to Bogus' update. I Thank wasn't, you.
2: except when he said flyers. I kind of tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> 32 out of 32, unless I'm... Uh, because there aren't many...
1: 32 right now. Right,
2: There's... so I just put the team name if they're yes. not Yes. Okay, and it was easy. And
3: you got Fontenot. Well, I knew well, that, that we, we, yeah. we've been talking about Fontenot. Uh, I think he's this the week. guy that I and I can name like Scott Fitter and yeah, Carolina, like, Telesco, and LA, like, the guys that are gone. Yeah, I can gone. name those. I would not have known Terry Fontenot until Sunday night. I
2: got to be honest. There's one team that's I'm stuck on, but I, well, I'll just say there's one team that I'm curious how we all approach.
1: Yeah, I, there's one that I can't figure out.
2: Like I'm like, and i was thinking they don't have a GM, right? Isn't that? I think it might be the same team.
1: What are you doing with New England? Bill's well, I left GM. that blank. Yeah, right. Okay. But- uh,
2: so if they fire their GM, which is Bill, then you just leave it blank. Okay. But there's one team. What? I'll yeah, say no, i
1: I say I, I, uh I'm with you, and I think we're going to write down the same thing.
2: Yeah. The, the rest were easy. You're right. It was Does super Does it
1: rhyme easy. with Cincinnati? Yeah. It was yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs>
2: is Mike Brown technically the so GM? So I
1: wrote Mike Brown. Don't say it now. We're doing it in the break. Eight five five two one two four. But he's not really he's...
2: the GM. Can we say I... owner that GM?
1: Katie Blackburn. I mean, how many? How, how deep on the depth chart? Well, they, do have have those a, they have a. They have
2: a really well known like Duke Tobin, but he's not the GM, right?
1: I don't know. Anyway, this
2: is this is the to... fun stuff we do at breaks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the sports nerd idiots that we are. <laughs>
1: All right, I got to get right in here. Um, Maggie and Perloff, more reaction to the big coaching news of the day. Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. Nick Saban retiring after 17 seasons in Alabama. And Pete Carroll um, is out as Seahawks head coach. I put up a poll on my own, by the way. As This is, I pulled a move from Perloff. The better NFL slash college coach. Like the guy who did both. Pete Carroll, two national championships and one Super Bowl. Or Jimmy Johnson, one national championship and two Super Bowls. It's very close. You thought it would be a landslide with Jimmy Johnson, Perloff? 52-48 for Jimmy Johnson, with Pete Carroll gaining rapidly. It's not that cut and dry.
2: Let it go, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let it go. This is my job is to not let it go. I just feel like you're a little
2: (laughs) overpassionate about this particular debate.
1: I'm passionate about Nick Saban
2: retired, Bill Belichick left. Yeah, yesterday we were doing, what was the thing we were doing? Like, I think I won this one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the greatest asterisk. The great show. debate. I won, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> Who,
1: of course we're in a debate to win it. What are we just talking? 855-2124-CBS. More on the coaching changes next.
0: The Alabama Crimson Tide. With 12 seconds to go, taking a knee. Bama will win 45-40. to 40. And for the 16th time ever. And for the fourth time in seven years, the Alabama Crimson Tide is the champion of
1: college football. Going down memory lane here today is Nick Saban announced he was retiring yesterday and then not to be outdone. Bill Belichick announced uh, that he and the Patriots are parting ways. Before all that happened, Pete Carroll uh, in an emotional press conference was forced out by the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Let's not disrespect the big coaching news. Matt Eberflus is back in Chicago.
1: We have plenty of time for yeah. Eberflus because Eberflus <laughs> who is <doesn't> out. Fit, <laughs> who no, doesn't
2: Eberflus fit in. in this list of coaching days? <laughs> Carol, Saban, Belichick, Eberflus. He has a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the one with the job, ironically. And the
1: number one overall pick, you know. It's funny. So, Eberflus is in. They fired the rest of the entire offensive coaching staff and didn't exactly uh, make a big commitment to Justin Fields yesterday
2: no it's uh interesting I mean they left the door open but the fact that they left the door open says to me if they're even it's like you if you're even thinking about going with Caleb Williams at number one you're already too far down the road (laughs) you're gonna do it it just seems like that's the inevitable direction this franchise
3: going
1: I can't imagine a franchise passing on the number one overall pick two years in a row when you don't have a sure thing yeah franchise quarterback, that's no disrespect to Justin Fields, but, I mean, even Fields himself would say he hasn't played like a no-doubt franchise quarterback.
2: Well, also, it's a much different situation because Caleb Williams is a a bigger prospect than uh, Bryce Young or C.J. was Also, Justin Fields is getting closer to that contract, and you've always said that's the real issue with Justin Fields. It's not even talent. It's the fact that they're going to have to pay him, and they haven't seen enough, so it's a tough spot. I feel like that's going to be overly negative towards Justin Fields, but the reality is you want that rookie deal.
1: Now the big question as we, you know, especially for Saban, because he is retiring as we go through his career and he is the greatest college football uh, coach of all time. I think that is a moniker that's going to stick. Uh, Perloff thinks, you know, you're only as good until the next guy come and chases you down. And you'd be right, you know, for the history of sports. I just think college football is changing so much. It's just dynasties aren't going to happen the way that Nick Saban was able to preside.
2: Well, the funny thing is, even if Kirby's smart, does get, somehow get seven titles. Nobody's going to think Kirby Smart was a greater coach than Belichick. I mean, and, sorry, and Saban. Saban was there first. And Kirby Smart doesn't have the gravitas of a Nick Saban.
1: Well, he's also he was Saban's right-hand man for exactly. almost a decade.
2: It's almost like he's following in the footpaths of Saban. So being first and being first of this era in this, I, I think you could, I'm not sure what year it is, but we're in a modern era of college football, which makes it more incredible what Saban did. But that again, you will probably argue by your logic. You said it's going to be much harder to win titles. So if some guy can get through this 12-team playoff and win a bunch of titles, you might make the argument that it's more impressive than what Saban did. Alabama was basically gifted to go into the title game at certain times.
1: You're right about that. And, you know, to be honest, in the last 10 years, so 10 years of the college football playoff, Alabama's been a part of eight of those um, with Nick Saban. And you had to win. I'm not saying it's easy. No, don't get me wrong. But you had to win two games. Now it's going to be more than that. Plus your conference championship, it's it's just a well, lot wait, wait, more potential mean- roadblocks on the way to a title.
2: Why do you have to win the conference championship?
1: Well, I, I it guess doesn't you matter. Don't- I mean, Ohio
2: State lost to Michigan and almost got. I guess to- I'll say
1: that you, you're going to have a very difficult game in the conference championship. In yes. theory, you're going to be playing another ranked team, most likely which is something yeah. that Nick Saban had to do often in the SEC. I mean, he's usually playing a ranked team. But I mean, on
2: the flip side, the conference championship's the reason he got in this year, that's because true. it gives you one more chance. Uh, with 12 teams, <laughs> that's one good thing about whoever files in Alabama. It's going to be a lot easier to make the playoff. I think, I think you and I see this 12-team playoff differently. I think coaches are going to, do well with this because they can turn to their fan base and say, hey, at least we made the postseason. Right. So that gives you a big advantage. I think coaches are actually going to get more longevity out of this. Dion's a great spot because he's in the Big 12. He doesn't have to be the number one team. He just needs to get there.
1: Yeah, you're right. It could like it could be easier in a sense because you're going to be in the dance. I think it's just harder to win said dance. Yep. yep. But there are, I don't think it's an accident that Nick Saban's not waiting around for that 12-team playoff. I, I, See, don't, I think I, there's a lot of things that went into this retirement, but it does feel like, I don't want to call it a clean split or something, where obviously I think he doesn't look at it that way. Because if he thought it was so easy now with the 12-team playoff, wouldn't he have said, all yeah. right, I'm going to stick around at Alabama?
2: I, I don't understand. That's the part that surprises me. He's going to be sitting there next year with Jalen Milro, a quarterback that he developed. In the playoffs, you don't think he's going to say to himself, oh, man, I could have been coaching this team. Because they have a great chance to win next year. They're number two or three in all the odds. I think it's going to be hard for him uh, when this goes down. If Alabama, what if Alabama wins a title next year? Would that weaken Nick Saban's GOAT status?
1: Listen, no, this, this is not going to sound like... Jaylen, watching Jalen Monroe play football is a wild ride. <laughs> Maybe it's since Saban into retirement. I mean, there are so many... He's so has so many great gifts and, ta- and talents as a quarterback, but sometimes the plays are maddening as well. I don't know.
2: Dude can run. I mean, that is whoever I I can design an Alabama offense. Three steps back, then take off. I mean, listen, they, they barely threw the ball at all this year, and we're in the Final Four and almost in the title game. They're in a great spot. So... The next coach, it's a, it's an attractive job for sure.
1: Do you think that if Jalen Milrow doesn't pull out the miracle play of Gravedigger yeah. against Auburn, they lose the Iron Bowl, do not make it in the college football yeah. playoff, did Saban retire?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, do you think de- this was
1: coming no matter what?
2: Definitely, because what what about losing in the Final Four would make it easier to retire?
1: Well, I think you said it earlier in the show, compared to Belichick, this is going out on top. I mean, Belichick's coming off of a 4-13 and 13 season. Now, I think he's still going to have plenty of suitors, uh, for his next job, but you you, you even said it yeah. like Saban going out with this team. Yes, he lost an overtime to to Michigan, but it still feels like going out on top.
2: No one goes out on a high. It's so rare. John Elway went out winning the Super Bowl, but even Tom Brady had a crappy last year. Uh, I remember Favre had a good second of last year that had a crappy last year. I hate to say Aaron Rodgers is most likely going to go out on a bad year. Peyton Manning,
1: I know you don't count it, but yeah. he did go out on a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah,
2: but he had nine touchdowns and 17 picks. The worst year of his career by 500-fold. Yep. Nobody goes out on top. That's why, again, uh, full credit to you to call this, because every, the logic says, why would Nick Saban leave now?
1: 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 So you've got uh, Saban moving on. Who fills that role? Odds on favor right now, Dan Lanning from Oregon. And I feel like the Oregon fans, I don't think you have to be nervous. I don't think he's leaving. I know coaches say lies all the time, but he told you a couple weeks ago, I'm not leaving this job. I love this job, and I, I, I maybe I'm the sucker. I kind of believed him.
2: Yeah, I, the only reason I would leave if I was the Oregon coach is because the Big Ten, all that weather and all that travel sounds <laughs> annoying. I mean, the connections to get to some of those Big Ten schools. All that weather. Do you really want to Do you really want to go to okay. – Iowa in in <laughs> November I I don't I don't love this Big Ten match for them
1: imagine Oregon against Iowa that'd be so lopsided um okay Bogish has hung around because aside from Sabin and Belichick and Pete Carroll we had other very important business <laughs> how many general managers could Perloff and I write down
3: I just need Perloff's weird handwriting and pen for a second to just triple confirm everything
1: Okay, But you all guys
3: right. in general, you did very, very well. Did I get one wrong? You got one wrong. You thought the Titans job
1: oh, was okay. still That
2: vacant. was an oversight. We spent an no. hour it's talking Rand about Carthin. Rand Carthen. It's Rand We Carthin. spent an hour talking
3: yes, about Rand I I doesn't It doesn't matter. And I wrote it down. I knew it. I knew nope. who that GM was. Except you didn't because you wrote <laughs> it, it was blank. So that doesn't count. Oh, God. That's cheating. Okay. I also need you to confirm, because now that we've had all submissions submitted, what is this name at the bottom? The last of the AFC North teams. What does that say? Eric DeCosta. Okay, fine. Just making sure. So that's good for you. Now, one uh, team of contention, the Cincinnati Bengals. They technically have a director of pro personnel, Duke Tobin. Duke Tobin. Yeah, but he's Who not. Did a GM. you write down? So I wrote, I wrote
1: down Mike Brown.
3: Oh, I wrote Bengals. I mean, yeah, you could say Mike Brown, but so I I'm going to count that as b- wrong for both of you. Oh, do they have a GM? I mean, he he is person that would be the GM. His title is not GM, but he does exist and he does have that role of roster yeah. building for the Bengals. Well, well probably I send that his weird name, title so segment. they don't
1: have to pay him. But you <laughs> didn't write it down on the sheet.
3: Yeah. Oh come on. Um and Maggie wrote Mike Brown, so that's also wrong. Maggie also has, much to his chagrin, Chris Spielman hanging out in Detroit. That is not true. The Lions GM is a gentleman I think named Brad Holmes. We just oh, talked about Brad Browns. Holmes.
1: Yeah. But Chris Spielman is the next He's really making the decision.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that Brad
2: Holmes is really like the hottest GM Patriots in the league guy. right mm-hmm. now. He's a Brad Patron. Holmes is like the the genius All right, of the moment. Got
1: you it. you talked about him the other day. You
2: can't claim that Spielman's really the GM because you talked about Brad Holmes on the show. That's I, that's why I,
1: I, I
3: can't a,
2: believe
1: I had a brain freeze and I put Chris Spielman. He's like the second in command.
3: Uh, otherwise, that's it. So either you got one wrong, you got two wrong a piece. However, we count the Bengals. So you guys got thirty of thirty-two.
2: I said Duke Tobin last segment.
1: It doesn't matter.
3: Doesn't and matter. And he's
2: not the GM, so it that doesn't would,
1: matter.
3: You
2: would have marked me wrong for well, that too. I
3: mean, the, I don't believe the Commanders have. Well, I don't know what Martin Mayhew's actual title is, but we're giving him credit for being the Commanders GM. So I got sing, that one. Yes. So, um, so we're good.
1: He's technically still there until you know five minutes. from Correct.
3: Now. Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. So I got that wrong. I didn't put anything for the Commanders. They, they're interviewing oh, so at the
3: end in overtime. Maggie gets to win with one less incorrect answer. Because she does have Martin Mayhew, and you have the commanders as blank. So Maggie wins.
1: I knew Martin Mayhew because we were just talking about it with uh, Bob Myers. They said they have not fired them. They're they're still there.
3: And since this began with me saying, I think I know everybody but Terry Fontenot, (laughs) it would have taken me a second to get to Omar Khan in Pittsburgh, but I would have gotten there, and I would not have done the correct justice to Quesia Adolfo Mensa yeah. in Minnesota. You know who not had the hardest one? Mensa with? Bonsu, has been in my head, because me and Maggie <laughs> keep talking about GW men's basketball.
1: Yes, legends.
2: The hardest one for me was Eric Dacosta. I could really? not remember him for the life of me. There is no more low-profile awesome GM in the history. Of... Eric Dacosta could walk in right now, and I wouldn't know who he was. Oh,
1: you would. Eric, Eric Dacosta? He was I mean, the hand-picked... Uh, yes,
2: I know. Ozzie is. It's Ozzy's team still, ironically. that To me, he's the lowest profile. And they
1: also get an A for every draft. Right. Yeah, I know, <laughs> no matter but... <laughs> what, for the Ravens you get an a.
2: You would know what Eric DeCasso looked like? Yeah, That's
1: he's, he's white and bold. Is like
2: like he every,
1: running our board like right now? Like everyone else who works <laughs> me here. Actually,
3: but I'm going next. Uh, um, and Mickey Loomis, still the Saints GM, almost tripped us up, me and the two Andrews.
1: No, I had that one. Hanging
3: on for dear life. He was in the news lately.
1: It's a lifetime contract. Uh, okay. he the,
2: but he's not the Pelicans GM anymore. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: <laughs> no. David Griffin. Uh, Thank you to Ryan Botcher. I think he's still there. Thank you to Pete Bellotti. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and Andrew Kaplan. Weedos in full effect today. The callers. More news tomorrow, I'm sure, on the coaching front. Enjoy your day.